the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Some people ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. Glad to be with you this evening. Thank you for taking time to be with us and to allow us to be a part of your evening. We really appreciate it. Don't we, Stacy? Yes, I do. Yeah. On the Bible Live broadcast, if you're just tuning in for the first time and there's always somebody that's tuning in, just happened to dial it up on your car radio or somehow, and you're going, oh, I wonder what this is, this, this mm-hmm. Bible Live. What is that? Well, this is the opportunity that we are uh, been doing for 20 years to let people hear the Bible. Uh, I've recorded the entire Bible from Genesis all the way to the maps, and we've uh, the Book of Revelation, and um, we've recorded it, and we have it available to you uh, at our website, thebiblelive.com. You can go there, and every weekday, Monday through Friday, we have a 15 to 20 minute reading from the scriptures that you can actually hear. It's the Bible itself. It's not just a few verses and then a sermon, but our focus is on letting you hear the scriptures themselves. Like I say, every verse, every chapter, every book of the Bible, we cover every year we read through the Bible. This is our 21st year. And so uh, you can join with us. We'd love to have you do that. Here on Sunday night, we get a chance to talk a little bit. Now, the reason we do Monday through Friday, let me say this first, uh, is because in the beginning, we had the readings on the radio here on this station. Uh, And for many years, I think about 12 or 13 years, that was our practice, was to have the program on the evenings, and people could tune in Monday through Friday, and hear uh, the scriptures. They're on the radio, in their homes, in their cars, wherever they are. And I still, people stop me and say, oh, I really enjoyed that. That was wonderful, because I was on my way from work or home <laughs> from the church. It is nice. Yeah, uh-huh. and I'm, I'm hearing the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so wonderful. And yeah, and yeah, well, we still love to do that. Uh, we, we need some help. We have <laughs> to have some help to, to finance that, to keep it on the air. We... We finally ended our, our capabilities after about 12 or 13 years, and we moved it to our website so that you can go there still. And, of course, the advantage is it's not just one hour of the day. You can go to the website any day on mm-hmm. your phone, 
your laptop, your work, wherever you may be, and you can listen there and hear the scriptures each and every day, Monday through Friday. So uh, here on Sunday, we get a chance to talk about what we read this past week. And this past week, we finished up the book of Isaiah. We had been, what, two weeks we've been... Basically. Yes, Isaiah is a long book. It might even have been three weeks, just the way it fell. Yeah, part of three weeks. Um, part of, mm-hmm. yes. And Jeremiah is also quite long. It's mm-hmm. really, we're going to spend a good time in Isaiah and Jeremiah, and then we'll read, I think, the book of Lamentations. And then we'll go back, if I remember correctly, we're going to pick up at Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, okay. I believe. Okay. And in the New Testament, and then we'll come back and pick up some of the what is called the Minor Prophets, Daniel, Ezekiel, and others. Uh, So we're coming toward the end of our reading year. We always start off somewhere around the 1st of November with the the book of Genesis, uh, and that'll be our 22nd year is coming up. And so we're we're just about to finish reading both the the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures, and the New Testament. Yes, why? Maybe six more weeks to go. September, October, yeah, but September, October. Mm, it goes by we'll, so fast. We'll be at the end of the Bible, mm-hmm. and we'll just start all over again <laughs> in, the, in the beginning, as the Bible begins. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So I hope you'll join with us. Uh, anytime you'd like, just go and join, and you can right there on the title mm-hmm. page. As yep. you get to the website, you can just scroll down a little bit on your. A screen, and you'll see the readings for the coming week. They're already posted on the uh, website. Uh, we'll continue through the book of Jeremiah this coming week. <laughs> but now we're going to, this evening, we're going to take a look at uh, kind of a brief overview uh, or review of Isaiah. Uh, we want to get you situated where you know the time period uh, where Isaiah and Jeremiah uh did their exercise their ministry we um, we know that Isaiah prophesied for about uh, how many years was it say uh, Isaiah yes Isaiah from 710 to 681 mm-hmm. I thought it was no, almost about 740 six, I'm about sorry. 60 years yeah right? almost 60 years mm-hmm. Wow. It's longer than even long. (laughs) And I thought that it's been a while. (laughs) Stay with it to catch up with Isaiah, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, 60 years he exercised the ministry and faithfully calling the people to repent, Mm -hmm. to turn back to God, to, to, uh, and to, you know, giving them instructions as to how they were to perform, how Mm -hmm. they were to uh, be in the, they kept trying to, form alliances, military alliances, economic alliances with other people instead of, and and Isaiah kept saying, no, you must yield to Babylon. They're going to be the next world power. You you have a certain amount of favor with the people of of Babylon, with the emperor. And so just yield, take your medicine, take your judgment, and Hmm. and you'll be okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, they, they just wouldn't have it. They continued to be rebellious. And to resist uh, Babylon and Nebuchadnezzar and others, and then uh, and then then comes along Je- uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah exercises his ministry during about forty years, forty-one years. Uh, he 
doesn't begin his ministry until 50 years after Isaiah has died. Isaiah was killed by Manasseh, it is thought, uh, Jewish tradition is, that Manasseh, uh, an evil, wicked king, uh, was one who uh, killed Isaiah, sawed him in half, actually. And then, uh, so Isaiah was killed, and then 50 years later, Jeremiah comes along and is called to ministry. We'll read about his calling to ministry tonight. Uh, we read the first 13 chapters of Isaiah, so it includes how God called him to ministry. Um, Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. What did I say? Isaiah. Okay, we're talking about <laughs> Jeremiah. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> I mean, we knew. Stacy's good at knowing what I meant to say. <laughs> That's good. Okay, and then, and then um, so Jeremiah is there for 40 years, and um, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll, what? What? Very important event occurred mm-hmm. on the year that Jeremiah's ministry ended. What? What? What was the um, culminating event that finalized and ended Jeremiah's forty <laughs> years of ministry? If you know what that event was, give us a call. We'll, we'd love to. We can give you a choice. You can have the Warfighters Study Bible. It's a very very a complete Bible study Bible with the notes. It, it's very, very, very helpful and very good. And then we also have another set of books called God Understands, and it has uh, God. When you feel like life is meaningless and without purpose, when you feel angry, when you feel un, uh, you've been cheated un, unfair, you've been uh, taken advantage of, uh, overwhelmed with guilt. I mean, a number of different life situations that we all face at some time in our lives, and it gives you the scriptures that would that would be relevant and be helpful to you when you're going through these kinds of situations. Comfort and hope from the scriptures. It's a series of seven books. I think it's Little, seven mm-hmm, books mm-hmm. called God Understands. So we can. And it's not daunting. They're not huge. Seven no, books. No, they're they're small. Um, tones, uh, they're, they're <laughs> yes. Smaller. Very doable. Book, very. Books mm-hmm, books, mm-hmm. And, uh, the, but they have some great information yes. for you. So uh, we'll let you choose which prize you would like to win. But you've got to be able to tell us what was the event that ended Jeremiah's uh, ministry. <laughs> okay? So give us a call. 210 340 9585. 210 Three four zero ninety five eighty five. So, uh, Stacy, I don't want to put you on the spot or anything, but would you like to kind of set the table for us with the Book of Jeremiah? What, what, do you, what do you know? And that, you probably know kind of what most people who've been in church who know the scriptures a little, they kind of remember Jeremiah as being a very interesting. Uh, oh, yes. He has an interesting nickname. <laughs> And, uh, and it wasn't a bullfrog, by the way. Jeremiah was a, a bullfrog. bullfrog. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not his nickname. But uh, he had a very unique calling and a very unique experience, ministry yeah. experience for 40 years. Um, go ahead, Stacey. Take, sure. Give me I a always, sense of the, the mm-hmm. context. Yeah, I always resonated with Jeremiah because he was called the weeping prophet. And... Uh, you know, we we uh, very. <laughs> I wept a lot. Yeah. Well, you know, we we can. Uh, he definitely 
new struggle and uh, knew what it was like, I guess. Not that I was any kind of a, a prophet, but just, you know, life can be, boy, just really tough. And a lot of times things don't go the way that you, your heart really wants them to go. And it can be sometimes even a struggle with, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Jeremiah, his, he, his struggle was with the Lord in a way, in a way, and with God. In, in other words, he has so passionate. He had had this in his heart, and he was told to to do it. And he was faithful in his prop, in his in saying what he knew he needed to say and what the God had told him to say. Um, but it just wasn't going to happen, and and that's hard. <laughs> that yeah. is a it's a, uh, it's a hard message yes. to deliver. Um, a message of judgment and to you know, yield. Right, right. You got to turn around right this minute. You got to make this right. You got to. Uh, and I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's easier for an ind- for an individual than it is for a whole society. I don't know. Maybe that's a difference. Mm-hmm. But um, and you got to wonder. Oh, Jeremiah's time at this time in Israel when it was moving toward. Uh, Judgment. God was judging them and warning them, and, and so on. Uh, it's somewhat similar. Some people draw similarities between Israel of that time and America of this time. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've been you know about two hundred years. We've grown. We've become a mighty, powerful, rich, prosperous nation. Uh, great influence and power in the world, and yet. Over the last um, 50 to 100 years, it seems like there has been a, a slow, maybe not so slow, I don't know, just a, a deterioration of our spiritual life. People mm-hmm. aren't, uh, aren't it never was it everybody was a believer. That, that's not the idea. But there's not uh, that vital, strong remnant of God's people who are who are obeying God and trusting God and, and seeking righteousness and, and mm-hmm. so on. And so some people draw similarities between what might be coming right. for America and, you know, of course, what we see happening during the time of Isaiah and Jeremiah with Jerusalem. But right. Well, with I think Judah. what's so unique, though, about Jeremiah, though, was that he knew, like you said, he knew that it wouldn't, it, they wouldn't listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's was. just... That he it was a uphill battle. He was told to do all that he could to get them, you know, to repent, to listen, to uh, to turn back to to the Lord, and uh, and yet, no matter what you do, Jeremiah, they're not going to listen to you. And yet, I still want you to do this. He was guaranteed. He was guaranteed failure. Yes, it depends on what you call failure, right? Right, right, right. But he was told they're they're not Mm going to listen. And that, um, and so I've kind of come full. I might the feel like maybe I've kind of ridden the roller coaster with Jeremiah. Um, In a way, sometimes you're you're enthusiastic and you're excited and you're inspired and you're willing and ready at other times you're exhausted and uh you just want to give up and you woe is me and tears yeah. and uh and so it's wonder, an interesting I? i'm just one person we're just a few people in the right. church or a little, uh-huh. and with over 300 million people mm-hmm. how can we possibly 
Right. So God's eye is on his people. Mm -hmm. I, I, I do believe it's one of the principles of judgment. Is God is looking at those who are his. Mm -hmm. Those who He's looking at that remnant. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and Judah here, we find Judah at its lowest point. They are uh, spiritually, they are, are, they are depraved. They're living on the verge of judgment. Uh, and uh, for four decades, Jeremiah takes him the message of warning to the people, uh, but they simply will not pay attention. You're right. And, and, and he knows that. He is threatened with every kind of... Uh, he, not only they reject God, but they reject Jeremiah because he was with God and represented God to them. And he was persecuted, ridiculed. He was threatened. His life was threatened three or four times. Uh, he was imprisoned, put down in a, in a sewer, in, down mm -hmm. in a sister. Mm -hmm. uh, he was mocked and made fun of. Uh, it was a terrible experience. It truly was. For him, and yet, in some ways, he's a remarkable prophet. He, he was faithful. Mm -hmm. And what a, what a gift this book is, and that Jeremiah is, uh, just to see the humanity, the hum the human, uh, what what the toll is on him as just a prophet. It it gives. A, an empathy for for pastors even yeah. um or for people that we see who are out there or mission work and it's it's hard <laughs> and so for you know just another kind of perspective is is yeah. thank your pastors be sure to and pray for them and to encourage them yeah. um because it's not an an easy uh it's not an easy road a lot of times and it can be very discouraging um and so it's it's neat i would think to especially as a pastor if you're not me but if, if you're a pastor you're, reading you're a this then godly leader a prophet a, mm -hmm. a, i mean a pastor a, a mission leader a study group leader if you have someone that truly follows the lord and, and god's word and prays and has a passion for the people and for the mm -hmm. lord tell them that them, the, thank mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. and, and support them of course uh, and one of the things that jeremiah talks about it in his book and we'll see that is the the land was uh, it was just totally depraved mm -hmm. it's interesting at one point he says if there was even one godly just man wow that reminds me of right right i remember that mm -hmm. uh, which uh, i don't know if that was hyperbole and exaggeration or just this well we'd seen that before with uh, sodom and gomorrah yeah. so uh, probably not it was a time of, of depravity and turning from god in every way morally depraved uh you know they kept up the religious show mm -hmm. and they that, that's so interesting that how that you can be totally Oof. against god reject god and righteousness and in, in, in any real way following mm -hmm. the lord but still have your ceremonies and your rituals. Right. And, do and to think that they were safe from judgment because mm -hmm. they had the temple. Mm -hmm. you no, know, we were not. We can't. And can you, oh, imagine just the pride that, uh, the pride of that. And I mean, I can't imagine. I'm sure we've, are, I've done it, I'm sure. Yeah. But Well, we're going to look at, at one of the things that Jeremiah says. We're going to look at, see some, several of his prophecies, his opening prophecy uh, about the almond tree, mm -hmm. and in another prophecy about a pot of boiling water pouring down on, on Judah, and so on from the north. And so we'll see some of his prophecies, but one of those was that, it's very interesting, the false prophets, 
the false priests and so on, they kept telling them, they kept promising peace right. to the people. Oh, you're going to be all right. No worries. You know, nothing to worry about right. uh, because because we have the temple here. Hmm. And and they kept saying we're we're like we're like the meat roast to be roast meat, and we're we're in we're safe within the pot, so we won't be disturbed. Mm -hmm. And funny enough, kind of sense of humor. Jeremiah says, yeah, you really are. You're in the pot. <laughs> and, and it's not, it not a comfort. You're, trapped. you're in the pot and you're going to be judged. Uh, it's, a, it's a funny thing. I, it, he kind of agreed with their false message and says, yeah, you're, you're trapped in the pot. You're going to get judged. Um, well, there, there we have it. That's the, that's the date, the time of his ministry is... Uh, from, let me see, I gave the date, 627 B.C. Mm -hmm. till another date. And I don't want to tell you the other date because I've asked that question. What is the final date of Jeremiah's ministry and what was the event that brought closure to the ministry of <laughs> Jeremiah? Now, during his time, they, they were constantly attacked from the south by Egypt and later on by... Aram in the capital of Damascus, and then Assyria and Nineveh, and then you know from Babylon over the the city of Babylon and Babylonia, and and so and they were constantly they were trying to manipulate and form alliances with people. That's how young King Josiah, mm -hmm. by the way, uh, died. He started his ministry. Jeremiah did during the reign of the child mm -hmm. king mm -hmm. Josiah. And which was a good king, a godly king, right. and so on, a, god, a king, one of the eight great revivals that in large part because he, uh -huh, in yeah. large part because he read the scriptures, read the scriptures to the people, and it, and it prompted him to re, to, re, you know, to repent, to turn to God, and he called on the people. He read the scriptures to the people, mm -hmm. and they did the same. So it was a powerful impulse for, to bring revival and, and restoration to them. But Jeremiah started his ministry during the reign of of Josiah and ministered during the reign of the last five kings of is of Judah and so um, hopefully I'm not giving too much of a hint of my question but uh, now our question still out there what event ended uh, the ministry of Jeremiah if you know the answer and you can give us a call uh, we'd love to have you do that and we'd love to uh, reward you and Thank you for calling in, being a part of the show, by offering you either the Warfighter Study Bible, uh, a great study Bible for you from the American Bible Society, or uh, the series of books, God Understands, you know, comfort and encouragement from the scriptures. So if you give us a call, 210-340-9585, we will um, have those offered to you, and you can kind of take your choice. Now, in the first chapter of Jeremiah... That's where he tells his story uh, about his call and first visions, chapters 1 and 2. Uh, he has his calling to ministry. What, what is striking to you uh, when you read about his simple call? Now, Isaiah, chapter 6, is Isaiah's call to ministry. Mm -hmm. It was very dramatic right. and very powerful. Yes. Uh, Jeremiah's it, calling is, is clear and and. and also dramatic and very definite, but it's a it's very so much, it's very nature. personal. Yeah, uh, very, it's very yeah. intimate. Um, 
And it's also very well known. I mean, this is that uh, in Jeremiah 1, 5, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Yeah. It's so sweet. And it's Isaiah so- <laughs> started off his ministry by saying, okay, Lord, I, I get this vision of you. Uh, here am I, send me. Right. I want to. And Jeremiah. Jeremiah doesn't. He said, <laughs> I'm too young. Oh, I'm no. too young. That was his excuse. I'm too young. I can't uh, speak I can't for you. This. I wonder how old he mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Well, he was uh, in his mother's womb, evidently. <laughs> he was pretty young. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I'm just I kidding. Yeah, that's, that's clever. Uh-huh. But I wonder how old he was when he was called to ministry. I, I, and I love we that. Can right. Google it. Right? Right. Let's there go to go. the Google, <laughs> and we'll find out maybe when Jeremiah. But I love the the, the wording. The Lord replied, "Don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you." Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's that. Mm-hmm. When the Lord tells you. I'm going to use you to raise up some empires and nations, and I'm going to use you to put down some other ones. Mm-hmm. And it's a neat, uh, it you can see the uh, the growth and maturity of Jeremiah. I mean, he starts out like that, and then I can't remember what chapter and verse, but at one point he says, your word is in my heart like a fire, a fire in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. Yeah. And uh, he goes the very opposite. I, I must proclaim yeah, this. I, I, must I, proclaim. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't, can't hold not it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Share this message. What a, what a very interesting individual. He had some interesting occasions in his life. He was told not to marry, wasn't he? Uh, was that was, wasn't he the prophet that was told not to marry? If I, if I remember correctly. Uh, or not to attend mm-hmm. uh, weddings, maybe that was it instead. But he's uh, God, you know, yes, that's right. called him to mm-hmm. be a weeping prophet. Mm-hmm. And then he was going to have a difficult time in ministry. So his challenge was, mm-hmm. is the challenge to all of us is just to be faithful. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily to be successful, not necessarily to have a great big ministry prospect, but to be faithful to do what God called him right, to do. Right, right. And that is successful. And that's inspiring. <laughs> and that, yes. mm-hmm. that is um, That's inspiring. I would say, let's see, we, we're coming up on the break, and so well, I'll, I'll go ahead and read sure. this. This is, uh, some of you might know the uh, Chad Bird, who is a writer. He writes with 1517.org, and he has a son who was recently killed. He was a second midshipman, Luke Bird, and they're from New Braunfels, and the funeral was he was uh, doing a junior year at Annapolis at the Naval Academy and was doing a study abroad in Chile and had a hiking accident and fell. And um, But Chad's been a great, he loves the Lord, strong believer, and he's a great writer. And he wrote this recently. Well, stay tuned. Let's read it when we come back. There's your teaser, yes. Right. It'll be inspiring and encouraging to you as well. So don't go away. The Bible Live will return. Our phone number is 210-340-9585. And we'd love to hear from you. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Tell me, 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 tell me
Dr. Stan Shelton with offices at Loop 410 and Broadway has taken care of the dollar family that Suzanne and me plus our three children for the past 25 years. Suzanne, tell the folks about our dentist. Well, like you say, Dr. Shelton is a dentist for a lifetime. He's got the latest technology. He's busy, but I've never had to wait. And I never dread going to the dentist. In fact, he and his staff are so personable that I actually rather enjoy it. Go to DrShelton.com or call 90-78-78. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Welcome back. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar, and I'm his daughter, Stacy. And we're so glad you're with us this evening. We're going through the book of Jeremiah. We just started it uh, last this, this last week. We finished up um, through chapter 13. And uh, before the break, we were just talking about, um, well, for, you know, in the Old Testament, you always hear that, I don't know if you always hear, but the, it has been said that the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. And then the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. And so right now we are in the time of Jeremiah, and we're in this time of kind of wondering what is going on. Jeremiah has been called to tell the people uh, to repent, uh, but knowing that they're not going to. And uh, and yet he, he is called to just be faithful to what God tells him to do without necessarily knowing what God is doing in the big picture. Um, but he has a sense of destiny. He does have a sense of purpose. He, he does believe that God loves him and has a good plan for his life. One of that famous verse in Jeremiah 29, 11, um, uh, I know the plans plans I have for you, you. declares the Lord, the plan to prosper you and for good for you. Um, and then even in the opening chapter, you know, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. And so, uh, which it was, you know, you get this since this is, this is when Jeremiah was just even a little, not even born yet in his mother's womb, small. Mm. And, um, I was talking, I guess I was mentioning that author, Chad Bird, dad who had a son, um, Luke Gabriel Bird, who recently passed away in Chile on a hiking accident. He was a second midshipman, a junior at the Naval Academy. Now, is Chad a pastor Chad or an author? Chad is or, a or both. author. An he author. is an author, uh, and I believe he does some Bible studies and has a podcast on 1517.org. And, uh, and he's just a beautiful, he's a great writer. He's a fellow, te- he's a Texan. I think uh, they're from New Braunfels, actually. And um, anyway, he and he wrote this. I've always thought he was just a really beautiful writer, and he's always had a heart for kind of those small beginnings. I think, and and the mystery and kind of the understated, and seeing where God works in the how He works in the shadows, but to bring light. And it 
And this is something that he wrote recently since the pet's not exactly about the passing of his son, but he wrote this, God has small plans. God has small plans for you. He's working something little in your life. It may bore you, even hurt, pass unnoticed by everyone. It will be totally unawesome, yet tucked in that brown paper simplicity of life, God will be at work, hidden in his opposite, camouflaged in the colors of a secret sanctity. Mm. And I thought that was uh, so neat because you can see how in Jeremiah, you know, it seems like the whole world around is just... Explore, you know, things are just crazy and, and chaotic and seemingly downhill. And yet God is working. And it might be that he's just working in this one heart, in this one weeping prophet. But he's doing something mighty. And and it will come to pass. We, we, we will see it someday. And I, don't, I, I thought that was a really encouraging from Chad, especially to be able to write that. And the tale of such a, a I mean, he's a grieving father, yeah. such a loss, so sad. Exactly. Um, but you know, but that, even more important, I think for us, I think we all despair at times. Uh, I've already mentioned a number of times that it seems like our nation has gone through, it is still going through a struggle, a, a spiritual battle for the soul of America. Uh, many people have said it over and over again. Probably now for fifty, sixty, maybe more years, the the struggle and and, and a slow decline in at least in perspective of the number of people who who love God, who serve God, who read mm-hmm. the scriptures, who who are who you know, church attendance and these sort of things that are indicators of uh, yeah. There's a remnant. There's a there's a remnant of believers who really know the Lord and pray to the Lord and so on. But, uh, you know, the the great movement seems to have been away from faith, away from from faith and obedience to God and in, in following his laws. And you sometimes you despair of that because you think, who am I? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just one right. person. I mean, mm-hmm. what can I do? You know, and. Right. And I think that is something what you bring up there mm-hmm. about Jeremiah. He said, "I knew you. I I mm-hmm. have a plan for your life, a mm-hmm. purpose." Yeah. And I've read somewhere that one of the great characteristics of of maturity in Christ and spirit is that people in leadership mm-hmm. is that people have a sense of destiny. Mm-hmm. They re- and in the simplest person, mm-hmm. I know, I know, right. a, I, I know a, a fellow who's who, who's um, he does. He does uh, what can I say? It, handiwork. Mm-hmm. He fixes doors and windows, and he does. Yes. You know, and he's just he had a career of it. He's taking care, very modest, mm-hmm. very. Mm-hmm. But boy, he. You ask him what he does for a living, and he doesn't say, "Oh, I do." He says, "Oh, I serve the Lord. You know, oh, I, I yeah, share, I share awesome. God's love with yeah. with older folk who can't work anymore, and mm-hmm. with young families mm-hmm. that need help in their fa- home. Right. And he's got a vision and a passion." that understands his work and his livelihood there in the context of his calling to be a man of God and mm-hmm. to be a witness, to be a ministering to people. He prays with his clients and so on. And, and there's so many auto mechanics that we know that do the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's so many. Uh, and and I, I think Jeremiah has to be an inspiration for us in that mm-hmm. sense that that each of us, if you're driving across San Antonio tonight in the streets of San Antonio or across South Texas, uh, and you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are 
you are called by God. You are you are a man, a woman, a young person of destiny. God has His hand on you, and you have a very unique set of circumstances. You have a unique set of relationships, unique to you as an individual. Not that you're the only one people know, but your particular relationship with a series of people, your family, your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers. You you may be the only Bible they ever read, you know, <laughs> seeing your life. So you have a calling uh, mm-hmm. from God. You may be even on the streets of San Antonio, but you have a calling from God as a child of God and to realize that and, and to to begin to be true, faithful, mm-hmm. like Jeremiah teaches, you just be faithful to that calling to do what God has led you and opens the door for you to do. And And, of course, we learn in the New Testament, if you do that, He's going to open up new doors, and, okay. and you, you you move from faith to faith to to new experiences and new growth and 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 new open doors, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and uh, but but that's of course in God's hands. Just be faithful to what God has called you to do, and every one of us is important. You mentioned earlier as we were discussing this mm-hmm. a little bit that well, yeah, that's true because in the Bible, you know, it, it kind of emphasizes. We think of the big leaders, the big names, you know, Abraham, Moses, uh, David, Mm -hmm. you know, the kings and the prophets and so on. We think of these guys, and and it's fine. We we can learn from their lives as well. But I've always remembered, when I read one of these stories, I I always think, I wonder what the common, you know, John and Mary believer there Mm -hmm. in in the time of David, Mm -hmm. what? Where were they? Mm-hmm. What were they doing? Some of my favorite, I mean, it's a little off time, but some of my favorite uh, style of writing, some of it is uh, historical, biblical fiction, mm-hmm. <laughs> where you do just yeah. try to, the robe, you know, yeah. the silver chalice. The chosen. Uh, the chosen. Uh, Although they're or, talking about the disciples, uh-huh. but, but they kind of t- personalize uh-huh. them, they humanize right. them, and we get to know them There's as a, real people. Um, yes, the market, uh, is it, uh, Francine Rivers has a series that's just Excellent. Uh, that, and yes, those that are faithful. Is she the one that writes books now? Kind of yes. like uh, uh, what was the other? Grace writer? Livingston Hill. Uh, uh, Grace Livingston, Livingston Hill. Hill. I, I remember kind of. even as a kid, I, I read yes. those romance books and so <laughs> right, on. It, right. uh, and some people would say, "Oh, this so cheesy," but they're very simple and so. But they were stories of men and women being faithful mm-hmm, to God mm-hmm. in the, and others that, that didn't trust God and made the wrong decisions and all. It was very good. It, so this person, what, who so did you say the name is? Francine Rivers. She does um, the same mm-hmm. thing more She's or less. A, uh-huh. She used to, I, I believe, she used to write uh, non. Weren't she wasn't a Christian, and it was just she just wrote secular, just romance mm-hmm. um, books, and then she became a believer and has written. Well, I'll be. And yes, there, what is the uh, probably most well most recently she wrote um, a redeeming love, and that was kind of a take on Hosea, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was it was okay. It was, I mean, just my little personal book review. <laughs> it was good. It was it definitely brought it out. The uh, frustration and, and the uh, with uh, what Hosea must have felt like uh, just being called to do what he did and yeah. um, Hosea is the one that married Gomer and mm-hmm. it wasn't Gomer Pyle either it was a woman named Gomer <laughs> uh, and uh, it has a very unique experience of marriage and love and romance and very very 
Very interesting, the book. So she, uh, she. oh, that's so interesting. Francine Rivers. Yes, okay. Mark, Mark of the Lion. That's Mark. the series that is, um, that I particularly, I guess, thinking of. And just, yeah, those that are faithful and they're, they're not, you know, they're, they're not in the Bible. Um, but, and this is what I think, but, you know, God, there's a, we have an eternity. God is, I mean, it says he's. He's he's writing it down. We're mm-hmm. it's being saved somehow. It's, it's not a book. A, it's a book. You're, I've always you're. thought of it as as the rest of the Bible. In other words, now this Bible tells us the stories of some of these men and women. And I've always thought of it. Someday there's going to be a book, and we're all book. our stories are going to be in it. <laughs> right? Stories of grace, stories of failure, perhaps, but uh, but of God's grace in the midst of mm-hmm. it, and God's mm-hmm. faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so interesting. But there is a book in every. Uh, every word, every thought, every motive, our motivations. Yes. And so we have a chance. I don't see that as a threat. See that as right. a chance to exactly. to be a Jeremiah, mm-hmm. to be an, a, a, an Isaiah, to be faithful to the calling and to the doors that right. God opens in front of you. And to know that it's not for nothing. It has Your, your life has meaning, mm-hmm. eternal value. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. How would you like to be the... The shoe salesman that led Dwight Moody to faith right. in Christ, yeah. or the, or I don't know how, uh, maybe a Sunday school teacher that led Billy Graham mm-hmm. uh, to faith in the Lord. I, I I don't know the exact story there, but uh, to be faithful wherever we are, and and God will use us beyond. I told a whole group of airmen uh, trainees this morning we we have a chance to do the religious education program for the basic trainees going into the Air Force. Hundreds and thousands of them every year. And uh, I, I was telling them this morning, I, I wish I could be around. as a group of them that are just finishing up our Bible study series with them as they go through basic training. I wish I could be around in 20 years and see all the really wonderful, great things that God is going to do Aww. through you. Yes. Your relationships, your marriages, your children, your jobs, your tasks that you carry about, carry out. And, and, and just try to give them that sense of destiny mm-hmm. and and understanding that I'm a child and servant of God, the living God, and he's got his hand on my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's so important that believers uh, hear that message and nurture that message in their heart and believe it. Mm-hmm. it it'll be a help to you in, in many ways in terms of your growth and maturity in the Lord. But also it bring great joy and satisfaction as you see when you walk in that reality and you believe that, you have faith in that, you begin to see things that God is doing, mm-hmm. and you, like, wow! You get to see little miracles, little yes. circumstances, and coincidences that happen in your life that you know that God has put this together mm-hmm. uh, and made it happen. We had a uh, one of our one of our volunteers, Lachlan, got sick this last week, mm-hmm. and he's a key volunteer. Just he he exercises a very important function in our Sunday morning. Uh, classes mm-hmm. and so on and just out of the blue another man calls and said you know my wife and i would like to come and we want to help out any way we can Aww. we'd like to thank you lord yeah just just <laughs> right helping to cue. cover yeah <laughs> right on time right on cue and, and we kind of got it grown accustomed to that god right. is so good about and if you have your eyes open to see these things, right. uh, it really it really makes a difference in, in your life. It makes you see everything a little bit differently. Now, let's get to Jeremiah a bit and talk about his first two visions. They're spoken of in chapter 1 and 2 here. 
The first vision is he sees a, a, an almond tree. And uh, this is a little bit of a, uh, maybe a little bit of a lesson that we learned for about, okay, now how, how do you interpret some of these visions? Uh, Jeremiah has this vision in this message. I see a branch from an almond tree, he says. And, and the Lord said, that's right. And it means that I am watching and I will certainly carry out all my plans. Uh, because the almond tree was one of the first trees to begin to bud in in the harvest season, and it, when the, when the al- when the almond tree began to show its leaves and begin to bud, it was a sure sign that that, that spring was coming. That mm-hmm. things are good, and so God is saying, "Look, this this is a sure sign. God, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and it's begun. Mm-hmm. The process mm-hmm. is now begun." And then He sees another message. And I and I will surely bring it to pass. the The next message he has, the next vision, is um, a he sees a pot of boiling water. Where is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're right there in, in 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 verse fifteen. Now, what do you see? Now, what do you see? After he sees the almond tree, he says, "I see a pot of boiling water spilling down from the from the north." And yes, the Lord says, for terror from the north will boil out on the people of this land. Listen, I am calling the armies of the kingdoms of the north to come to Jerusalem. I, the Lord, have spoken. They will set their thrones at the gates of the city. They will attack its walls and all the other towns of Judah. I will pronounce judgment on my people for all their evil, for deserting me and burning incense to other gods. Yes, they worship idols made with their own hands. Right there in, in the temple itself. They had idols, and so and we read that in other places, Jeremiah and in Ezekiel as well. Uh, and there's a an interesting thing. He, he says um, they they've uh, there's an interesting picture he draws of they've made two mistakes. My people have mm-hmm. they have abandoned me, the living water, the source of living, fresh, clear, good water, and they have dug cisterns for themselves to in place of. Uh, my words mm-hmm. to them and my my uh, that reminds, admonitions. Mm, that reminds me a little bit of interesting. Uh, well, that D. L. Moody. You, you spoke of D. L. Moody before, and that the, the mm-hmm. shoemaker. Uh, there was a quote that Dr. David Walker, Pastor Walker, said a long time ago. That D. L. Moody said, "I used to care. I used to carry buckets of water to thirsty people. Now there is a river that carries me, and it's the difference between." You know, digging for yourself yeah. these cisterns, yeah. or uh, versus you just jump in and you go where God tells you to go, and conjuring up. Uh-huh. Of, of oh, the- it's a very fine point, but mm-hmm. boy, it, it, there's a world of difference between mm-hmm. those two attitudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Walker of the Great uh, Alamo City Christian <laughs> Fellowship here in our city. Uh, we've got, we're so blessed mm-hmm. in our in San Antonio with a great number of yeah. really good godly. God-loving, Bible-believing, mm-hmm. and preaching, and people-loving mm-hmm. pastors in mm-hmm. our city. Uh, not not universal, and not even maybe the majority, I don't guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a little out of touch over the years. At, at one time, we were much more in touch with the pastors mm-hmm. and the congregations and so on. Well, and real quick, I'll, if, you know, I'll, KSLR does a yeah. wonderful job of appreciating the churches and the pastors. And if you're listening and you have a... A church congregation that you just love, and you really you love your pastor. Tell Small, them. intermediate, or yes. great yeah. mega church, whatever Any, it is. Uh, KSLR every year has an, a 
Pastors Appreciation Luncheon. So it's completely free. It's all sponsored um, by the station, and it's coming up. It's Thursday, September 15th from 11 to 1.30, 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. It's a luncheon. Pastors, military chaplain, first responders, if you know any, um, tell them to go to the website, and you can find the reg- the registration for the luncheon. Click on it and, and register them. It's free. Um, you just have to RSVP so that they know you're coming. It's kslr.com? Um, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. guess so, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Pastor's Appreciation Luncheon in, in the month of September. I hope that you'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be there. Suzanne and I and Stacy and who knows who else might join with us. We're hopefully to bring some chaplains from the um, base, the different bases. We are working currently. Crew military is involved in ministry, as I've mentioned, at Lackland Air Force Base with the basic trainees. And then at Fort Sam and then mm-hmm. at... Um, What's the other? Randolph, Randolph. Air Base uh-huh. and several of the other uh, military uh, bases here in San Antonio. Uh, well, there aren't several more bases, but um, groupings and uh, working with the uh, the international students who come to this nation to mm-hmm. be, for their military training. We are ministering in, in there uh, around them as well and, and, and others as well. So uh, we're hoping many chaplains will join us as well to be honored and to be shown appreciation mm-hmm. for them and their calling and their work as well. So let's see here. We I've told about the first two visions that are that Jeremiah is given, the um, the um, one of the almond tree and the water, the boiling water pouring down. Now, so you get a sense of these visions. Uh, they have a meaning. They're very common vision, of almond tree, and they right. see them all the time. Uh-huh. And here I see this boiling water pouring. And, and yet, in God's mind, like, like a good preacher, it's a great example, a great vision, and uh-huh. a great message to deliver uh, through that imagery. And so uh, Jeremiah is off and running uh, as a young man in his new ministry, and the he the results of Israel's sin. I don't I don't think we can we we cannot overestimate the extent of Judah's perversion and corruption mm-hmm. and abandonment of God. I mean, we tend to think, well, you know, I don't know, maybe nobody could be that bad. I mean. Not every person in the, you know, there is a time when Jeremiah says if there was even one person in Jerusalem, godly, truly God sincere, you know, that I would withhold the judgment. And and, and like I said, I don't know if that's hyperbole or actual, but perverse, corrupt, uh, immoral. uh, They were were not only worshiping idols of other gods in actually the temple itself, and but they were they were sacrificing their children, mm. burning them in a fire to to, to these other gods, and, and it just it's beyond belief how the the how they had how did they get to such a low point of depravity and yet we've seen it over and over again right when at the end of remember the book of Judges we saw that decline, oh, yeah. and so God God tells them you know. Uh, at some point, he tells them here in the book of Jeremiah, uh, turn out the lights. Party's over. Stick a fork. It's all. You're done. And that reminds me of the false prophets 
Right. They, they said, oh, nothing's going to happen to you. We're going to have peace and prosperity. We're, we're protected. We're like the, we're like the meat that's uh, the pot roast that's put in the, in the pot. We're protected, you know, the pot, because we have the temple here with us. And, and uh, Jeremiah says, yeah, you're indeed, you're in the pot, <laughs> and you're going to be cooked. You know, it, it, so he kind of goes a little bit of humor there. But, yeah, they're, they're, um, they, they have uh, the false prophets and the, the, the false priests and the ungodly priests. Um, it, was, it was a terrible time of, of moral and spiritual decline. Mm-hmm. Some people might say we're kind of in a process like that, but... We're making good decisions. I think we've prayed and prayed. God's people are praying, and I know many of you have prayed for America and for our land. I've, I attend a number of Bible studies across the city and so on, and every place I go, people are, oh, Lord, be with our nation. We need your leadership. We need godly men and women leaders, and we need the people to repent and turn to you. And so I know that people have been praying and seeking God's face. And, and of course, we we've seen these t- wonderful developments with the pro-life movement and Roe v. Wade being overturned, and so we see God answering, being faithful. So we must con- thirteen chapters of Jeremiah. Uh, in chapter uh, two, we see Jeremiah weeps for the people. Uh, chapter four, I'm sorry, he weeps. That's why he's called the weeping. My heart, my heart, I write in pain. My heart, I writhe in pain. My heart pounds within me. I cannot be still. I have read the blast of enemy trumpets and the, and the roar of their battle cries. And so he weeps for his people, and, and that's, he really cares. He cares about them, even though he, they are not paying attention to his messages. Well, the Bible Live will continue. We have one more segment. I uh, hope that you might give us a call if you'd like, 210-340-9585. If you can tell me what was the final dramatic event that ended Jeremiah's ministry, time of ministry. If you can tell me what was that event, we've got some prizes for you. The Bible Live will return in just a moment, 210-340-9585. This is The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. I love to sing its words. It sounds like music in my ear. The sweetest name on earth. What's her last name? McIntyre. 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 Oh, well, I had that in my mind. I thought, no, that can't be her name. <laughs> Reba McIntyre. Oh, how I love Jesus. Beautiful song. Thanks, John. That uh, gets us started on our final segment of the Bible Live broadcast. We are here each Sunday evening for 90 minutes. We talk to you about... That's right, bring the music down. We, we, we read through the entire Bible every year, and here on Sunday nights we comment on the 
the Bible readings from this past week. And we finished up the book of Isaiah this past week, and we started the book of Jeremiah. So we're we're giving an introductory comments tonight to the book of Jeremiah, to the time in which he lived. Uh, there were eventful times. No one has called in to claim our prizes, our, the Warfighter Study Bible that we offer to our listeners if you wanted to give us a call, or to the series of books called God Understands and uh, Comfort and Hope from the Scriptures. So we'll, I'm going to answer that question I ask about what event ended, um, coincided everything. with the ending <laughs> of Jeremiah's everything. ministry. Um, yeah, it ended, it ended quite a few things. Yeah, oh ended. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very, very. It ended uh, Judah. <laughs> that's right. It, the temple, mm. Jerusalem, everything. Mm. The, the 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 animal sacri- no more sacrifices no more temple no more festival days no it was it was um, oh, yeah. it was destroyed God mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he, he, what he it, had been saying would happen happened happened yeah he, it, and that's something we mm-hmm. ought to bring up too and then mention again is that God always gives warning. Mm-hmm. Before judgment, like even, I think even with individuals or with people groups, and so right. God always issues warning. He mm-hmm. always there's always a a mess. The Spirit of God gives a warning. Another person speaks to you, or something happens that, and we know uh, God does give warnings, and He warned them for well close to a hundred years here about mm-hmm. this up, upcoming and, judgment. And kind of back to what you were saying as far as the leaders and the. Prophets being corrupt and being false prophets. It wasn't also. It wasn't just the leadership. Yeah. Uh, it says in. Uh, uh, where, where is that? that it's verse? in chapter five, verse thirty. Uh-huh. He says, "What what what's worst of all is that you like it that way. The people want they 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 know that and they mm. like it, and they don't hold their leaders accountable. They're just as corrupt themselves." And um, and so as yeah. far as warning, there's yes m- much warning, and he's he is just in yeah. his actions. Listen, you foolish and senseless people, with eyes that do not see and ears do not, that do not hear, have you no respect for me? God says, why don't you tremble in my presence? I, the Lord, define the ocean's sandy shoreline mm-hmm. as an everlasting boundary that the waters cannot cross. The waves may lo- toss and roar, but they can never pass the boundaries I set. But my people have stubborn and rebellious hearts. They have turned away and abandoned me. They do not say from the heart, let us live in awe of the Lord our God. For he gives us rain each spring and fall, assuring us of a harvest when the time is right. Your wickedness has deprived you of these wonderful blessings. Your sin has robbed you of all these good things. Well, and he goes on. I mean, this is... You know, message from God preached and proclaimed and offered to the people by Jeremiah, and um, and we just see total rejection not only by the leaders. Uh, in the book of Jeremiah, later on, we'll see one of the uh, he ministers during the last five kings of Judah, and one of them is so brazen in his rejection of God's message and God's prophet that uh, Jeremiah sends a servant Baruch to read the message, his message to the king. Mm-hmm. And Baruch would read a page, and then the king would tear it up and throw it in the fire. Oh. He'd read another page, and the king would tear it up and throw it in the fire. Oh. Uh, I mean, so this, I mean, there's some very dramatic moments here in the life of Jeremiah. He is, like I said, he's rejected 
not only by the king, but by the people. He's threatened. Mm-hmm. Uh, his life is threatened. Uh, several threats of, of, of people are going to kill him and do him harm. Um, it, it's it's a terrible time in Israel, in, in Judah. But but Jeremiah remains faithful. He just keeps on sharing uh, his message. In chapter five, you say that it, it, it says even that not just the leaders, but the people. You have right. terrible leaders. They're doing terrible things, and the people like it that way. Right, and it is. It's, it is. He uses the word shocking, and it is shocking because you read about the people are wicked. They lie in wait for victims, like a hunter hiding in a blind. They set traps. They don't do justice. They're fat and they're sleek. Uh, they refuse to provide justice to orphans, deny rights to the poor. Should I not punish? And then, and then it says a horrible and shocking thing has happened. The prophets give false prophecies, and the priests rule with an iron hand. Worse yet, my people like it that way. So then you, so mm. I guess you get this sense that, you know, the the victims, but they're okay with that yeah. being the the. The culture was definitely in and, decline, and mm-hmm. the people were joining in right. with the depravity and taking it as a. Oh, now this is the new process. This is the new environment. We, mm, mm. And um, yeah, we can really, we can, we can understand it. Those of us at least have some years on our life. We've seen, we've seen mm-hmm. our nation change. Now, I don't know that we're at this point. Um, we just did have a wonderful thing of the change of Roe v. Wade and hopefully moving away from the idea of, of, seeing the killing of innocent children in the womb as a solution to anything uh, and moving away perhaps from that, or at least a step away, mm-hmm. clearly, an opportunity mm-hmm. to not to not have that happen in, mm-hmm. in, in the state, in each state, state by state. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a battle. There's a war going on for the heart and soul of our nation as well, mm-hmm. and we must keep praying and we must keep worshiping God and turning from our, as the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. And so uh, Israel had that opportunity here too, but they rejected, they turned from it, and it, it ultimately ended. Jeremiah's ministry came to a close when Nebuchadnezzar's army Surrounded and and destroyed mm-hmm. Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Terrible thing, a, a great slaughter of people. Uh, they were they, they were in siege for about a year. Uh-huh. They were siege and and people were dying of starvation mm-hmm. and and cannibalism took place and terrible that's, things. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the most. Uh, you know, you, of course, you can read it in scriptures and you can kind of imagine, but uh, that is back to the historical fiction and the biblical. Uh, fiction that I was talking about. Francine Rivers does an excellent job of describing what life must have been like within the walls of a siege. And she writes in mm. that Mark of the Lion series yeah. about the Roman, the the second fall. Yeah. Um, but it's very, if, if you have a heart, because, you know, this is, I guess, my second time now through Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first, has it been almost, yeah, a little over a year, I guess, yeah. that I've been reading with you dad uh-huh. and um the first time i don't you i kind of felt for the people i don't know it was a it, it yeah. was interesting and, and it kind think of it's a, it's a normal reaction we, right 
a sympathy because of the suffering is sure. just and then and that's okay unbelievable but not quite even necessarily understanding Jeremiah anyway it was but um it it was very interesting reading reading this if, if you have a hard time maybe putting yourself in the place and really understanding and imagining um it was a good it was a good book i'm just recommend, <laughs> recommending the mark of the lion series and francine does a great job mm-hmm. of really bringing it home and yeah. making you picture how it really was and how tragic and sad it yeah. was and jeremiah brings it out he says the people of judah have sinned before my very eyes says the lord uh, and this is just you know n- another element of their idolatry and their perversion and their corruption. He says they have set up their abominable idols right in the temple that bears my name, uh, mm-hmm. defiling it. They have built pagan shrines at Topheth. Topheth means a furnace, mm. and it's the garbage dump in the in the valley of Ben Hinnom. In other words, it's where they threw their trash out, and they burned it. And they have built pagan shrines mm-hmm. there, and there they burn their sons and daughters in the fire. I have never commanded such a horrible deed. It never even crossed my mind to command such a thing. So beware, for the time is coming when that garbage dump will no longer be called Topheth or the Valley of Ben-Hanom, but the Valley of Slaughter. Mm-hmm. They will bury the bodies in Topheth until there is no more room for them. Mm-hmm. The bodies of my people will be food for the vultures and wild animals, and no one will be left to scare them away. I will put an end to the happy singing and laughter in the streets. Uh, it's, 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 it's horrible what, what they were doing mm-hmm. and, and the consequences of their rebellion and mm-hmm. disobedience to God. Right. Now, again, I want to mention that now Israel is, is strategically placed geographically uh, the the great empires rotated around them mm-hmm. and for for hundreds of years it started with with Egypt Moab in the south and Egypt and then it went up to Aram with their capital in Damas- Damascus and Tyre and Sidon and then over to Assyria and so the empires just came rose and fell rose and fell uh, and Nineveh, remember Jonah went to Nineveh and so on during that time. And then Nineveh was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar and, and the Babylonians. And now the Medo-Persians, we talked about last week right. uh, with Jeremiah's, I mean Isaiah's prophecy mm-hmm. of Cyrus the Great, a Medo-Persian leader who, who would let the people of Israel return from this exile right. that, they're fix, that they're experiencing during the time of Jeremiah. Now, during the time of Jeremiah, it culminates in the destruction of the of Jerusalem and the mm-hmm. temple. But it's during the time of Jeremiah uh, that that's in, and that's a key date for people to remember from the point of view of biblical point of view. In the north, the northern kingdoms, the ten northern tribes, were destroyed in 722 BC. The uh, the southern Judah, the tribes of Judah and Benjamin, they were destroyed in 586. Mm -hmm. And that was the year that signaled the end of Jeremiah's. He was kidnapped, actually, forcibly taken down into Egypt, where it is thought there he he, uh, ended, his life was ended in in Egypt. Mm -hmm. But uh, Egypt, Aram, Nineveh, you know, Assyria, and then Babylon, Babylonia, and in Medo-Persian Empire, uh, uh, under Xerxes and Artaxerxes, and so on, and and then of course Esther comes into the picture, right. and all this, yes. that whole. Uh, 
so that's Jeremiah's ministry. And that 40 years, the last 40 years, the last five kings, he starts out with a godly king, Josiah. That's when he started his ministry, the child king, remember, who became a leader at age eight and and led the people into a time of revival. But then he comes into a a series of of wicked, evil, uh, and, and faithless leaders, rebellious, and that's Jehoahaz, Jehoiakim, Jehoiakim, and the last king of Judah is Zedekiah. And so uh, that's the ministry that that, uh, Jeremiah exercised. Uh, It was a ministry of, uh, in chapter 8, he goes on about the deceptions of the false prophets, how they... uh, how they promise peace and prosperity. Mm-hmm. You're going to be protected. You're like right. you're like yeah. the roast in the pot. And he says, yeah, you're in the pot, but you're not going to be protected. <laughs> you are like the yeah, roast in the pot. It's going to get hot in uh, the pot. Uh, Jeremiah weeps for sinful Judah. My mm-hmm. grief is beyond healing. My heart is broken. Listen to the weeping of my people. Uh, when I think, well. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, huh? w- One thing that is, is kind of is interesting is... Uh, it's right and it's okay to, you know to to weep and and to be sad and grieved i mm-hmm. mean I, I, um and then you know you cut to the okay and, and so then jerusalem falls and mm-hmm. uh exile for let's see how many 70 was it 70 years right uh, mm-hmm. the exile and then return and under nehemiah it's rebuilt and and then um and then and then, I don't know, you just cut to what's so fascinating to me. You're talking about the land and the yeah. the area, and you're mm-hmm. talking about these countries that are rotating power all around mm-hmm. them. And this is the same land, piece of land, mm-hmm. that still exists today. Yeah. For people that are history, and this is not, this is our history. This is world history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is our Bible, but it is also World history, the story of the world, and uh, cut it's to, part of the dramatic story of God's revelation of Himself yes, to humanity. Absolutely, and yeah. then and then you and then Jesus, you see yeah. Jesus coming into Jerusalem, and He weeps over Jerusalem, and He's broken and He's sad. He's uh, you know of what of the people and what, and then but because uh, of His suffering, as we saw last uh-huh. week, the suffering of mm-hmm. Isaiah and mm-hmm. Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Great good came from the suffering Absolutely. of the and, it, and the good news, the gospel, the good news of God's redemptive yes. plan exploded out of Jerusalem, Absolutely. out of Israel, right. across, and now around the world, and millions right. and of And it's people. very wrapped up, but it, it's also very wrapped up. I mean, even in Jeremiah, with though this, I mean, the temple, I mean, the temple, mat, and you know what you said, it's, it's pretty, you cut to today, and... The temple where what it, it, there's a mosque now mm-hmm. over there is a, and that's so and but you just you just have to realize that the temple is not the, what saves you, mm-hmm. nor is it what will destroy you anymore. You know that temple holds nothing over you. Mm-hmm. You are the temple because of what Christ did, what Jesus did, and it's just a, yeah. uh, I you know. You, be- yeah. Because they were so wrapped up in, oh, well, we're safe because of we, ha- we have the temple. 
And it's also, I think, just as easily today to think we're not safe because we don't have the temple, mm-hmm. you know, and to get wrapped up in this one particular place or this one particular building, which at the, you know, in the Old Testament, of course, was important. It and had of its course place, it had, it its, had its, its moment, mm-hmm. it had its purpose. Right. But it is not, that is, we're not bound by that anymore. We, Jesus did it. He finished his work. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know, it's just. And a, now we are the, the people of God. We, we are his temple. Exactly. The, the God dwells within us. And, and all around the planet, millions of followers. It, mm-hmm. It's. It's an and amazing thing. It's all, all part. This is all part of the redemptive plan, and right. that's that's an important point to bring out. To always realize that everything we see, all these details, all this situation, it's all pa- part of the larger, greater plan of redemption that God mm-hmm. has for mm-hmm. the entire race of right. humanity, right. the all the nations of the world, and and. Uh, and, and here it is. And that he's building a, a new a new kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a new Jerusalem, a new yeah, mm-hmm. as well at the end of at the end of time as well. Well, there we go. We 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 read through what chapter? Uh, chapter thirteen. Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we uh, we're kind of coming toward the end of those. We're commenting on some of the pr- judgment that was. Uh, we're trying to give you a sense of the heart of of Jeremiah. His tenderness, his mm-hmm. his concern for the people, and at the same time the, the 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 perversion and the decline, the spiritual decline of the people, the state of affairs there in the nation, uh, in in Jerusalem and so on, and uh, trying to give you a picture of it. It, it is a, I think, a great book to read. Uh, it truly is, mm-hmm. from a number of different perspectives, mm-hmm. from. Faithfulness to us, you know, in our mission, in our calling, to the warning, uh, the same warnings that God gives to culture and society here. Mm-hmm. He gives to culture and society of our times as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he warns and warns of coming destruction to them. And uh, Jeremiah's prayer, I know, Lord, that our lives are not our own. Mm-hmm. We are not able to plan our own course. So correct me, Lord, but please be gentle. Do not connect. Correct me in anger, for I would die. Pour out your wrath on the nations that refuse to acknowledge you, on the peoples that do not call upon your name, for they have devoured your people, Israel. They have devoured and consumed them in making them, a, a making it a land of a desolate wilderness. And, and part of the thing here too, we have to remember that that he is he is predicting this uh, exile. Not only the destruction, but the exile, right. and that that takes place in three different stages uh, mm-hmm. during the time of Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. In 605 BC, the first group is taken. That's Daniel yes. and Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and so right. they take the first group. And in 597, another group is taken over to to Babylon. And in 586, then mm-hmm. the city is destroyed, and so and, and, and more are taken as well. Mm-hmm. But most are slaughtered. Great numbers. So, if Daniel though was included in that, you would you would think maybe maybe it was hyperbole because surely Daniel was one. Yeah, you would think <laughs> because he said if there was even one mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. like so, you that, that mm-hmm. would be taken. I, I don't know how that um, right. how that oh. works out. We have to give that some thought. But yeah, Daniel was taken in six oh five. He was a young man. He was. Uh, at the time, he was probably a teenager. Mm-hmm. He was in um, the royal line. He was part of Judah. And, and, 
at some level. And um, but he these four young people were taken. So maybe their youth figures in it. I don't know as to why they were taken. But you're right. Uh, Daniel was a part of this picture, at least at some level and at a certain amount of time. Uh, There's a plot against Jeremiah in chapter 11. And Jeremiah questions the Lord's justice. (laughs) He's doing everything he can to try to get God to ease up and and, (laughs) give him one more chance. And... um, then, of course, you know, yes, and he questions do. it by saying, oh, "These are they seem to be prospering. How? What is?" Yeah. And then God replied, "It's gonna, it's gonna get worse. It's, <laughs> it's gonna, gonna get, get worse. worse. Don't um, worry." Yeah. Yeah. One thing I think that is, uh, we're out to to close for mm-hmm. the evening, but Jeremiah, um, Jeremiah. Let's see. Well, I guess we'll keep reading. Maybe we'll we'll see what how Jeremiah does conclude. But Isaiah. Um, it was neat to read the just the differences between what a land is like when it is failing and dying and a people are unrepentant and in decline. Mm-hmm. And then when Isaiah paints the picture of a renewed kingdom, a kingdom of you know the beauty from ashes, mm-hmm. that, and he talks about your land. You will eat from your own land. You will. Um, and it's so simple, and he and he paints it as a very simple picture. Mm-hmm. But it's just a very sweet. I mean, you think of, you know, you think of, um, you know, Gladiator in that scene where the, he has his own villa and he has mm-hmm. his crops and he he plants his crops, he works his crops, he eats from his crops, and it's just a very simple mm-hmm. kind of. And uh, so that the kind of the utopia, quote unquote, isn't some. You know, Tower of Babel isn't some technological connected mm-hmm. <laughs> world. It's where a simplicity it's of very simple, and simple sweet, things. Sweet, yes, mm-hmm. of just intact families. In, and exactly, and uh, husbands and wives who love each other right. and their children and right. children exactly. who honor their parents. And mm-hmm. yes, uh, we, we, our family life so. is, is part of the sign here is that family life is in right. decline and, and so, so on and as well. And if that is your family, breaking up. Yeah, be grateful. Enjoy. Yeah. Celebrate that. No doubt about it. Well, that's our time for the Bible Live this evening. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next Sunday night. We'll continue through the book of Jeremiah. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas, 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 930 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Live Quiz Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and the Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.